This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Rowe Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. I am suspending my campaign. I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me not now, Tim. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, Tim, not now. Tim, no. Not no, now. No, no, no. There weren't a lot of voters, but nobody was kicking around Tim Scott. He's an likable guy. Everybody likes him, but, you know, listen, eh. now we can always say for for all eternity, presidential candidate Tim Scott. He just makes about... 20,000 more in each public speaking event. Yeah, good for him. You know, I, I liked him at first, and then he started saying a couple of things. I was like, eh, okay, maybe not. Yeah, I, but I, you know what? I would not be surprised if he ends up somewhere uh, with Trump if Trump makes it. I can see it. Trump likes him. Yeah. yeah so. uh, Tim Scott lost me in the first debate when he said, we need to give more to Ukraine. Ah, uh, you're out. See you later. Yeah, why are you giving them money? I well, you, you notice that uh, Zelensky's all over the place with his hand out now, begging. What about me? <laughs> you forgot about me. What know? about me? Well, you you come in second after Israel, buddy. Just yeah. wait, wait mm. your turn. Chris Christie was in Israel. He came back. He said we need to stand shoulder to shoulder with uh, our ally, and he also said. You know, he wanted to go for himself. And I totally get it. I can't criticize him for that. He does speak to – you've seen more of Chris Christie, Chris Christie now than ever before. So he does have a large, you know, media presence. True. So I, get that, I get that he would want to see this for himself. I want to see it for myself. Okay. be able to talk to uh, the American people who uh, are supportive of Israel. But they need to know exactly what happened here. Uh, and they need to hear from some of their leaders as well. Fair enough. He's also the first presidential candidate to go to Israel. Yeah. So he beat everybody else, and, that, and I think that was the whole reason for him going, to be quite honest with you. is very self-serving. So I, I dislike him even more now. But if he can get the message out about Israel and get more people to support Israel, then, uh, you know, I'm all for it. But I'm not a fan of his. He always has an ulterior motive in my mind. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a politician. Sure. So sure he does. like, come on, huh? Uh, so we we shall see. He's back here, and uh, I don't know who else is going to go over there. Uh, our president isn't going there because he's meeting with Chinese China's president on Wednesday because yeah. he's going to San Francisco for that big summit. Did you see what happened in San Francisco? <laughs> it's Pe- like a vacuum cleaner. It's the cleanest it's been in years because of this big event. What? Where did they go? Where'd all the homeless people go? That's a great question. Where'd Where'd all the drug-addicted zombies go? Where'd they put them? I don't know. They got all those needle parks. What did they do? Close them? I mean, mean, they just swept the streets. It's it's like pristine. Looks like the old San Francisco. Residents there are saying, you couldn't do this for for taxpaying citizens like just on a normal day? You have to do this when Xi Jinping is coming to town? Of course. That's amazing. Got to make the place look good, Bill. And when do they come back? Where are they? (laughs) Where did did they put the homeless people? That's a great question. That's a wonderful question. They just swept them out of the way. See you later. It's terrible. It's kind of like what they're doing in New York. Okay, it's too cold in one city. Send them to another city. Did you see them complaining about the, the weather in Chicago, that it's too cold? Too cold. The migrants? It's like, okay, you got to send us somewhere else. What do you think was going to happen? I was like, okay. Yeah, and this is Chicago. Wants to build that big tent city. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's a real smart move. Yeah. And then in New York, 
Uh, Mayor Adams has all kinds of problems, but uh, the least of which is this one. All the migrants that they moved out of the uh, Penn Hotel uh, now are trying to leave the camps that they set up in Brooklyn, the tent cities. Right. Because they want to go back to the hotel accommodations. So so they're just leaving. Yeah, so they're just leaving. They're showing up at the hotel. And there's not enough room at the hotel because actually all the rooms are booked already. Uh, it's it's he's got one hell of a problem on his hands. Nice move, buddy. You know what? It's this is what you, you you support this president who left this border open. You deal with it. Don't see anybody giving a, a sympathy card to Greg Abbott, who's dealt with it for how many years, or the governor of Arizona, or the go- even even Newsom. He's handled it. Now, why don't they call him up and ask him what to do? Yeah. Hey, in San Francisco, where'd you sweep your homeless people off to? <laughs> We'd like to know that plan. And that's, it's kind of scary. And how though. soon before you bring them back? It's is right it at, when Xi Jinping is on his plane? Is that when all the homeless come back? The minute those wheels are up, they'll be back. And, and all, all the drug parks. We don't forget San Francisco is one of those places where they have the safe needle exchange. Sure. So, that was great. Yeah, let's, let's go to one of those parks. Yeah, sure. I, I don't get that city. It used to be such a beautiful place. Going to the dumpster now. It's one of the one of the mysteries of humankind right now, though. Like, where are they? I don't know. What did, the question is, what did they do with them? Hopefully, I mean, they just didn't like push them out of the way and say, "Go fend for yourselves." It's unbelievable, too, because this was first discovered, and it was overnight. It was like Saturday morning, Friday morning. Residents of San Francisco started taking videos and putting them on social media, going, "Hey, the whole city's clean all of a sudden." Yeah, how do you like that? <laughs> what happened? Where did everybody go? Goodness gracious, not anymore. Well, hopefully they're okay and they didn't do bad things to these poor people. You know, they got enough problems going on. In San Francisco, just kind of, okay, here's a park, here's a tent, have a nice life. Well, that's true, too. I didn't even think about that. You know? So, I, well, where did they put You're right. Where did they put them? What's south of San Francisco? Oh, they sent them to Marin County. Sure, where all the multimillionaires yeah, are. Yeah, with that money. I don't think so. <laughs> Speaking of China and Xi Jinping's visit, well, would you if an American airline, not American, but any American based airline, you know, accidentally you know. sold tickets for as low as $1.37, would they honor them? No, absolutely not. Glitch and say forget it. In fact, they've actually had some of those instances, and they haven't honored exactly what they did. But an airline in China called China Southern had to scramble last week. They accidentally started selling plane tickets for a buck thirty-seven, and they're going to honor them. Really? It was a glitch in the app. It extended to several ticket booking platforms as well. They were priced between a buck thirty-seven and oh, this must be first class, four dollars and twelve cents. Can you imagine? Bunch of people, thousands of people scooped them up, too. They don't know how many, but word quickly started to spread online. They didn't fix the glitch for two hours. So for two hours, and you, you know how social media is. Somebody put that up and everybody in the world went there. They probably sold hundreds of thousands of tickets. Yep. And they're going to honor all of them. Which is amazing to me. It really is. How are they going to? Well, They I, put out a statement saying the tickets are all valid. Passengers can use them like they normally would. You wouldn't see that here. And the same thing happened in Japan last April. They just canceled those tickets. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, in China, things are different. You know, maybe this was free publicity for them. They figure it's a, maybe it's an upstart airline. And Guess so. uh, they could use the free, you know, uh, word of mouth. Because just think, you know, you, you get a ticket for $1.47. You think, wow, they were really nice to me. You're more apt to fly that airline again, I would assume, if, the, if it's a nice flight, right? I guess and so. You're I don't know. To pay the the regular price, so it's you always hear the horror stories about airlines. So it's nice to hear a good story. 
Maybe this is where all the homeless San Francisco people went. <laughs> they sent them to China. They put them on China Southern Airlines for a buck thirty-seven each, and they're in China now. It was part of the agreement between Biden and Xi. That's it. <laughs> Not coming back. We're sending people to your country. Have a nice life. See you later. You gave us. Uh, <laughs> we traded the pandas for them. Oh, <laughs> we sent the pandas back. We, well, you, you're going to have to take our, our homeless in San Francisco. <laughs> if we. If we give you back the pandas, you have to take the homeless. That's terrible. You can only, please, that's terrible. We can only hope. You know what? The homeless situation is more of a mental health issue, and they do nothing for these people. No, they've done nothing. And and you can only hope they didn't do horrible things to get these people out of the city. I hope not, but Uh, they're gone. All right, we got the uh, always controversial final list of the Toy Hall of Fame. Boy, nothing we wanted made it. No, like usual. (laughs) Boy, we stink at this one. Got that in some headlines. Uh, in news coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Helping them by creating safe corridors. So we have designated routes to a safe zone south of Gaza City where there's no uh, fighting. You're right, Jen. Benjamin Netanyahu was all over U.S. media over the weekend. A little feisty at times, too, because I think he wanted to clear up this misinformation that Israel's doing nothing to protect civilians. He said that's a priority. Yeah, he said, uh, and, and then he, he reiterated the fact, he said they're giving him a hard time about this hospital. It's the largest hospital in Gaza City that basically now is totally offline. They they demolished it, and it, it, can't, it can't run. So what Israel's trying to do is it's begging the United Nations to put up military installations as far as mobile hospitals to help the people. And he said, but you don't understand this. The Hamas headquarters is directly underneath that hospital. And so he said, we're not here to kill civilians. We do everything we possibly can to you know, mitigate how many people, innocent people are killed. He said, but I am going to wipe out the Hamas rats. Just that simple. And uh, they are too. I don't, I don't know what it is about the world press that won't talk about you got to be careful how you call it. You can't call it a success. You know what I mean? It's not like a positive thing. But the damage they're doing, IDF is doing to Hamas, it's incredible. With the amount of time. And you know what? It's in, and all the power to them because they're not nice people. And, uh, by the way, he says, any civilians that are killed, unfortunately, you know who to blame. It's Hamas. We want all the civilians to be removed out of harm's way. And Hamas is doing everything in their power to keep them in harm's way. And by the way, it needs to be said, he didn't come out and say this too, but the amount of support that Hamas has among the Palestinians, not good. But is it forced, though, support? You know, either you support us or we kill you. You know, is it, is it one of those situations? Or do these people just willingly say, okay, we're going to support Hamas and we hate the Israelis? Well, they won't let a lot of them escape, which is horrific. But also they've trained a lot of children with propaganda from birth to hate the, Jew, the Jews. So that's, you know, that's a cultural thing. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's either way, it's not a good situation for anybody. And I want, and Hamas started this and Israel's going to end it. And I, I, you know, I'm all for it. These people are not nice. Hamas is not, not a nice organization. Hezbollah, not a nice organization. It's, it, these are terrorist groups that hate other factions of people for whatever reason, for no reason, but they hate them and they're going to annihilate you. And that's what Israel's going to do now. You know what? We've been silent for so long. It's about damn time we fight back. And that's what they're doing. So good for Israel. Go for it. Wipe out the little rats. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think they're going to stop now. There's no, you know, all the... Notice there's less talk of a ceasefire now. 
less no. and less over the weekend. Doesn't appear that's going to happen like whatsoever. Uh, you know what he they, they what they were talking about uh, four hour humanitarian pauses. Right. I, I think they got rid of those as well. Uh, he's he, you know and. He, what you don't see is he also – Netanyahu also released video – well, film of what Hamas did on October 7th to even some of their people that hadn't seen these videos before. And that he went said, a long way towards convincing the world and a lot of international press to, to understand the atrocities that were committed against Israel. And, and that's, that was it. You know, you right. see what they did to these people. It's like, OK, what do you expect us to do? Sit here and, and shut up? No, right. we're going to fight back. So good. Right. Back in the States – uh, you got Tim Scott dropping out of the race, so now there's four going up against Trump. So who's uh, okay? So is it going to be Chris Christie or Vivek drop out next? Because it's not going to be DeSantis. It's going to come down to DeSantis and Haley. Yeah, probably will. I don't know what's going to happen with Vivek. Boy, was he talk about people doing media interviews? They kept. Yeah, do you have any regrets about uh, going after uh, <laughs> no. Ron and McDaniel? Absolutely not. I love this guy. Well, again, he speaks what most people think, you know, and, and don't have the guts to say it, or they're a little more respectful than Vivek was. I was like, ooh, it's kind of it's harsh, but still, had to be said. Good for him. I don't think anybody is against him because of what he said. No. You know, In fact, I think, I think he, he's gotten a lot of fans from yeah, that. They, he, they are. It's it's. They keep, they're going to lose again. They're going to lose if they keep doing the same that they've been. Listen, what we know about uh, Ronna McDaniel now with the Republicans, with that team over there, do you trust them? To make sure ballot boxes are on the up and up? Do you think they have a plan to make sure that no. there's no cheating in 2024? No. No. None whatsoever. They have no plan whatsoever. I, t- I don't know. What, to- what does she really do? Collect money. Not much. And then don't sure. spend it. Ah, it's, it's and then crazy. give it to Mitch McConnell to spend it. for, And then uh, he won't give it to candidates he doesn't like. Yeah, so that's that's great. Mitch McConnell, the They need turtle. a change, and they're running out of time. And now it has to be. I'm, I thought it would happen over the weekend. Trump didn't say anything about Ronald McDaniel, and he still hasn't. And he's going to have to. He well, needs to do something about that. It's, it's, you know what? I think he's probably preoccupied with his, his trial right now. But when it's over, I think he's going to just let loose on a bunch of people. No, oh, then the Democrats are winning because they preoccupied him with a trial. So he is getting him away from the real issues. Big win for them. Toy Hall of Fame, always controversial, has come out with its final list. Are you ready? Yep. Baseball cards. That's not a toy. It's a collectible. It's not a toy. Been around since the 60s. <laughs> I bet they were around longer than that. Yeah, so did I. Cabbage Patch Kids, big win. How long have they been around? When are 1982. Cabbage? Big toy of the 80s. Yeah, I had one. Nerf. <laughs> the Nerf ball. There's been a lot of Nerf products, though, by the way. It wasn't just the Nerf ball. They had all kinds of stuff. They actually had a little Nerf action figure in the late uh, 70s, too. Did they really? Yeah, they did. This is the one that everybody agreed on, the Fisher-Price Corn Popper. Oh, was it? But that was that was the one that was on the side, though. Remember, it was like the the lost Hall of Fame toys that had been nominated a bunch of times and didn't get in. And I think wasn't that the one of them? And it was up against like you know Battleship and things like that. So it won the lost toy or forgotten toy list. Good. I like that little thing. I think every every little kid I know has one of those. It's been one of those corn popper things in every. I thought it was a lawnmower. So did I. <laughs> I, really I, did. I didn't know it was corn popper. <laughs> so annoying. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe that's it. Just to shut it up, they put them in there, <laughs> put a silencer on that thing. Mm-hmm. But they were fun. Uh, yeah, Battleship did not make it. I was surprised Ken yeah. didn't get in, especially with the with, you know with the success of Barbie this year. I thought for sure Ken was going to make it. Of all years. 
Yeah. All I've, years you think Ken would make it. Uh, he didn't. He's stuck on the sidelines. All right. Well, what else didn't? There was another one that didn't make it that I thought should have been there. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't make it. Oh, Dean, are you upset about that one? Very upset, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Bop It didn't make it. Oh, oh. remember we talked about that. Most annoying toy of all time. That was my wheelhouse. <laughs> the Little Tyke's Red Car. That's another thing that's been in every house. That didn't make it either. You know the red, little red and yellow car? Yeah. It's got to uh, be in there. Wasn't He-Man on there as well? Did, did He-Man not make it? Masters of, of, of the Universe? No, they did not make it. What is Sorry. happening? Yes, yeah. they're left on the sidelines. No Bop It, no Toy Red Car, no He-Man, no Ninja Turtles. Who yeah. are these people who make these decisions? I, Thrown off to the side like light bright and spinning tops. What? <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's they because now on. they get this thing as forgotten toys list. So I think they leave out some of the most popular stuff so they can put it next year's forgotten toy list. That's Misfidia Island, you freaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snubs. Toy Hall of Fame snubs. All right, got rapid fire coming up next. We'll uh, update you with some weekend headlines and what's going on today. Stick around for that. The South Florida Morning Show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Busy weekend. They always are these days. What's going on? Let's catch you up. Jen's got the first story. Well, if you drive an electric car or a hybrid, pay attention. Florida lawmakers today pushing a bill that, if enacted, would create a yearly fee for owners of electric cars and hybrids. Now, critics say it's they're getting penalized. They're penalizing people who are trying to go electric or save the you know world. But if enacted, the bill would create additional annual license fees for people who have the electric or hybrid cars. For electric cars, it'd be a $200 fee each year. And for hybrids, 50 bucks a year. Odds wow. are it's going to go through Texas past this probably like six, seven months ago. So everything Texas does, does we do. So I'm assuming this is going to go through. Hmm. Probably. Because it, they, you're, the, why are they doing it? Because you're not paying a gas tax like the rest of us do when we get gas. So that's to make up for not paying your gas tax. Interesting. Yeah. Seems kind of cheap, doesn't it? I mean, like, kind of getting cheated as an EV owner because you're not spending money on gas and then they're going to hit you anyway. It's yeah. like, oh, you thought you were going to get away without buying gas anymore, huh? But I bet you there's a lot of people who have gas driving cars that are saying, you know what? Serves them right. They should pay the tax. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> they keep trying to fool this country into believing the demand is there for electric vehicles and it's not. No. It's just not. No, not yet. It's not going to be. No. You can't force people into doing it unless you take all gas-powered cars away. Right. Donald Trump Jr. is going to be in court today. The first defense witness in the Trump Organization's civil fraud trial in New York. This dun, is dun, where dun. Alina Hubba 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 should make her bones. 
as far as uh, national reputation on this. We'll see how good she is. There's a lot of people that don't think she's that good. Ah, I, it, we shall see. I mean, being a trial attorney is very, very difficult. It's a lot different than being like a, you know, a contract attorney or somebody who never has to go to a courtroom. So I learned that the hard way. You need a good trial attorney. I'm just wondering what, like, what caused her to have that reputation from, you know, the insiders to say, yeah, I don't know. I don't good. know. I, you probably, like, like, there's an element of the conservatives that are just, they hate everything. Yeah. And everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like the same people that loved DeSantis until he dared run against Trump. Right. Now all of a sudden he's the worst person on earth. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. Has anyone ever seen any of her cases before? That's the thing. Or is it they just following the sheep? No. Oh, one person says she's horrible, so I'm going to agree with them. I mean, looks aside, which are fantastic. Uh, <laughs> she seems like she's tough. She's well-spoken. She, she's stood up in court for Trump. And then there's a reason why he's not going to put the lead attorney in that position unless she really knows what she's doing. Yeah. Sure. So I, I, I think she's pretty sharp. We shall see. Yeah, we'll find out. All, all together today, it's going to be quite the scene. Gosh, what a circus that is. Um <laughs> So Megan Rapino, we all remember Megan uh, Rapino. Everybody go away yet? No. Nope. Well, kind of. Yeah. Why? What happened? Everybody's favorite American patriot, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, that <laughs> jerk who played for the uh, U.S. Women's National Team, just a self-centered, conceited jerk. She finally ended her career. We are finally going to be rid of her on the national stage. Oh, she retired. She retired. So she said, this was it. This is my final year. I am playing my final game, my, my final World Cup, which she did. And her final game was yesterday in the National Women's Soccer League. The only thing is, about six minutes into the match, she tore her Achilles. Oh, and that's how she ended her career. And I'm not seeing her celebrating that by any means. The point of the story is, just to kind of drive home my point about how much of a conceited jerk she is. You know what she said post-game? Oh, no. Well, she goes, you're going to infuriate me, aren't you? And her teammate had to laugh it off, too. Her teammate was, like, shaking her head with, like, her hand, her, her head in her hands, like, what are you saying right now? She goes, you know, I'm not a very religious person, and I think I've just proven that there isn't a God, because if there was a God, he wouldn't let me get injured in my final game. All about oh her. Oh, my God. How self-centered do you have did to be? Did she say that? She did. She was dead serious, too. That, you're right, too. At the core of it, they're narcissists. Yes. yes. She is like the poster child of, of narcissism. Yeah. That's terrible. I cannot stand her. Goodbye, good riddance, Megan Rapino. The worst. Goodbye. Well, she hopefully. actually, there was a couple of others, but mainly it was her, made people root against that team. Yeah, unfortunately. In international competition. Yeah, root remember? against the American team because they're that dislikable. Right. Oh. Well, here's thank you for the introduction because oh. here's a soccer team you're going to love. Yes. Promising to quote do it for the city, the Lewiston High School Boys Soccer Team. Remember Lewiston? Won the state title over the weekend, 2 weeks after their town was rocked by those deadly mass shootings. Oh wow. That's huge. The Lewiston Blue Devils defeated Deering 3 to 2 in overtime on Saturday to capture the Class A state title. How about that? The goalie says it feels great to win for the city and bring some good to our city. That's awesome. Very so good cool. for them. Good. Very cool. So, congratulations. I didn't realize either. You were all excited on Friday were a uh, people's sexiest man Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. No, he's from Lewiston? Really? Oh, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Wow. Until he mentioned it. he made some appearance there, too, to try to help out the community. Oh, I never I knew that. no idea. Oh. I knew it. Kept on saying New England native. I didn't know it was Maine. Uh, yeah, huh. I didn't know it was Lewiston. Huh. How about that? Well, if you've got uh, Taylor Swift fatigue, sorry. It's not going away anytime soon. 
put you in a coma next. Might make some history at the 2024 Grammys. Early next year, she earned her sixth Album of the Year nomination for Midnight's, tying her with Barbara Streisand for the most wow. ever by a female artist. Wow, really? And she's probably going to win. I can't see that she wouldn't. Yeah. It would uh, give her four Album of the Year awards. Oh, Lifting her above Frank Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, and oh, Paul oh, Simon, on. most of all time. This is the this is the level we're talking about now. It's amazing. I mean, we, my brother and I were talking about this over the weekend, and I said to him something that we've talked about. The only person we can compare her to as far as worldwide phenomenon is Michael Jackson. I mean, in the modern age, of course, Elvis yeah. and the Beatles, but... I think it's on that level. It's unreal. And yeah. she's going to be around years. Yeah, she's yeah. only, what, like 32 or it's something? That's about it. Yeah, she's, she's young. You know, she stays level-headed. She'll she's be, only just begun. Right. She's been over the next 40 years. If it hasn't gotten to her yet, it's not going to get to her. Yeah, uh, You true. know, the girl's worth a billion dollars, for goodness sakes. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll finish off. Speaking of money, actually, Uh-oh. Jen, thank you for that segue to finish off Rapid Fire here today. I know what I want to be when I grow up, guys. I finally decided. A billionaire? (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) A fired college football coach. Oh, Oh, did you see that? (laughs) What a contract. What an agent. My Lord. My. Jimbo Fisher, former Florida State coach, by the way, won a national title with Florida State, which is why he became one of the highest paid coaches in the game. Got a huge contract extension with Texas A&M a few years ago. Well, they didn't care about that extension because they fired him yesterday. Oh, Leaving him with $77 million in his buyout. Oh! Where now he gets to sit at home with his feet up on his dock and oh. just let the money roll in. $77 million to sit at home and do nothing. Hey, hon, why buyout. did your tuition go up? Oh, I say. don't know, but you got to pay the coach <laughs> off for uh, several decades. I was going to say, tuition just went up ten grand for every kid. Gets generational money. That's incredible. To sit at home because he got fired. Well, it's like, uh, remember one of our favorites, Ed Orgeron? Yes. Yeah, that's right. He said he's never going to coach again. It's like, are, are you upset not being a coach? He goes, I got 17 million reasons to smile. <laughs> these buyouts, <laughs> the, the, these college coaches have unbelievable agents. These buyouts are legendary. That's, the, I mean, that's the biggest one in NCAA history. You just got to get to that level. Good Does advice. he coach again, though? Does he want to? Ooh. Maybe in a couple of years. You know, there's, there's going to be a big job that opens up and his yeah. name is going to come up. FAU. Right? Yeah. yeah. Michigan. Oh, wow. Where Farbaugh goes? Nah. But you see, now he's Not like, after they win the national title. Right. And see, now he's like a sacrificial <laughs> lamb. That, he became the yeah. martyr now, so people like him when it comes to Michigan and, and, the, and the Harbaugh. Good. Jim Harbaugh. He should. Yeah. That's that's the that's what kind of evolved into it. He got suspended. We'll cover that more in the picks later. We do our pick review. Oh, God. We got to do those? Boy, how did that story turn? Jeez. All right, we've got uh, Flight 850. Interesting stuff going on with the airline industry these days and uh, over the weekend. And we'll, we'll ask Jay Ratliff from Flight 850 here uh, about this Chinese airline honoring $1.37 flights. Would any airline in America do that? I don't Never. think so. Never. All right, that and more coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Still undecided. We've uh, had a little internal poll here for a couple of hours. If any American-based Airline company mistakenly sold tickets for as low as a dollar thirty-seven. <laughs> would any of them, Delta, United, JetBlue, Southwest, any other major airline, would they honor the tickets? Never, never in a million years. Not one. Not even like Southwest. Yeah. No. Say, well, it'll these, be worth it with the promotion. These are airlines that charge you fifty to a hundred dollars for a suitcase. <laughs> they expect you to travel with the clothes on your back. Oh, but you got to bring a suitcase at seventy-five bucks. <laughs> The airline in China called China Southern had to scramble last week. They sold plane tickets for as low as a buck thirty-seven, and they said we're going to honor them. 
they must. I don't know where you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's just the like puddle jumpers, you know. So it's only like you know a, a fifty mile route. So you go, they're all booked straight to a gulag. <laughs> only one guy to ask about this and more. Now boarding. It's flight eight fifty with aviation expert Jay Bradliff on News Talk eight fifty WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay, I am sure if I scooped up a dollar thirty-seven airline ticket on JetBlue, they would honor that instantly, right? Uh, crickets. <laughs> no. <laughs> In fact, it used to be days gone by if the airlines made a mistake and you were able to grab one of these ridiculous tickets, like forty dollars from Miami to San Francisco round trip, they would honor it. But in this era of social media, where the moment that this mistake is discovered, it goes viral. Yeah. You now have tens of thousands of people going after them. And that's one of the reasons that we have airlines like United that actually change their conditions, uh, of their contract uh, conditions to reflect in the event that a mistake is made by us where the, uh, the obviously the wrong fare is loaded, we are not legally obligated to honor that. So <laughs> they're getting away from it more and more. But, I mean, that doesn't mean that if, you, if you're checking, let's say, fares between uh, Miami and Denver round trip, and it's like 328, and one morning, which is the best time to check, early, early in the morning, you check with your cup of coffee, and you see a round trip fare of like 68 bucks. Don't send me an email asking if it's a good bargain. Grab the stupid thing, because right. if, if it's a mistake, there's a chance to honor it. The worst case scenario is they're going to give you your money back. But the best case scenario is you'll be sitting on that airplane flying 30-some bucks each way with a big smile on your face. Please don't tell the people next to you how much you paid. Right. Well, Southwest does that a lot where they do those one-way, you know, airfare bargain things, 25 bucks from here to New York or whatever. Yeah, but you've got to go to Detroit first. <laughs> you got to earn it. you got to earn it. <laughs> they're, they're doing a lot of those. And, and to be honest, when I see an airline doing that many, it scares me. Yeah. Because that screams we need the cash. Well, hold on a second, because that leads, that's a perfect segue to what we want to ask you about You're now. Welcome. And this really kind of taps into your financial expertise on this. Airline stocks may really be in trouble. Airlines may be in trouble. But there's always that, there's always that question. Do you buy the dip or do you stay away from it like poison? I would stay. I've been asked that question for the last two years on airline stocks. And, you know, I, I, now when the pandemic hit, and we had ridiculous drops in some of these airline stocks where they dropped 40% in a day. Hello, thank you, very easy, jump on, make 10%, get out of the way. But the idea that you're looking at holding some of these long-term now, if you look at a five-year chart, I like bigcharts.com, and look at some of the airline stocks to see where they were at pre-pandemic, and then the pandemic dip, and then the pandemic recovery, and see where they're at now. A lot of these stocks are under their uh, pandemic low when it dropped, and some significantly lower than that. You have a lot of airlines that have increased the amount of money they pay their employees, and they also have the increase in the rise of fuel costs. You also now have the demand for travel starting to decrease back to more seasonal levels like we used to have, and a lot of airlines are struggling, and that's one of the reasons that you're going to see a lot of these promotional fares run out because anytime that they see some of the advanced bookings are soft, they're going to roll these deals out to try to generate some cash. Well, you know what? Why doesn't somebody call up one of these airlines and say, when you start treating your passengers like people, yeah, yeah. then Let's maybe there. more people would fly? It was the 90s. We did just that. Uh, in fact, was, I was at Northwest at the time, and 
the Department of Transportation came to all the airlines saying, your service sucks. Yeah. And to the point that if there was an accident where there was an aviation disaster, airlines were leaving voicemail messages for relatives instead of notifying them you know, in person over a phone call. It was just horrific. Oh. And they said, if you don't get your act together, we're going to re-regulate the industry. Now, the airlines have been deregulated since 1978. Airlines love deregulation because they don't like being told what to do. They love being able to charge what they want, fly where they want, serve the meals that they want, have a frequent flyer program like they want, all these things you couldn't do before 1978. So the airlines got really scared, and we thought, okay, we've got to have a complaint resolution officer on duty for every shift. We're going to try to improve our levels of service, and it was actually working until the attacks of 9-11 happened. And then everything shifted from service to safety and security, and we've never looked back since. Mm. Which is important as well, but it's too bad we can't have a balance of both. Yeah. They don't care, but if we're an airline and our flights are 80 to 90 percent filled and we treat people like crap, what incentive is there for us to do any better? And there's always this discussion, well, if an airline would come out and service better and charge slightly higher rates, I would certainly buy those tickets. No, you won't, because when the flight comes out, you're going to buy the cheaper fare, which is what happens every single time we have a new airline that shows up with higher levels of service, but they charge a slightly higher fare. People shop. They want the cheapest fare. They ignore those new carriers, and those new carriers go out of business. And then the people complain, where did they go, Jake? Well, you didn't fly them, so guess what? They went out of business. So the the bottom line is we are all creatures of habit. We want to spend as little as we possibly can on travel. And, yes, the frequent flyer miles certainly play into it a lot of the time. But price is the factor time and time again. And, uh, you know, right now we don't enjoy travel. We endure it. And it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future. Anytime you see a survey in the world on the top airlines for customer service, we don't even make the top 20 sometimes. Well, hopefully, if, if listen, it all comes down to, Jen always says, follow the money. And if the money trail isn't flowing into airlines, maybe people better. Well, but. if we went, if we flew other carriers, if we found other ways, yeah. if, you know, Sherry and I drive a lot between Savannah and uh, Cincinnati versus flying as we used to, a lot of it's convenience, but some of it's I'm ticked at Delta right now. I don't want to give them any money at all. So the whole idea is that more and more people are doing that. And maybe air, they, they talk a good game. Boy, airlines are great behind the podium. Uh, Hold on a second. Care. Next yeah. week, I got to get into J versus Delta. We're yeah, out of time, know, but yeah. that's a, you just dropped a t- cliffhanger there. <laughs> just bring up Al at Gate Thirty Three, B Thirty Three. Oh, we'll time we're writing that down what? now. B Thirty Three. Okay, <laughs> bingo. <laughs> What's going on with that? The thing is, we we just don't serve passengers like we used to. No, it's true. Yeah. And that's why when you fly an international carrier. It, you feel like you own the airline. All right. We got to go. Like, we got to go, Jay. We're out All right. of time. <laughs> We're, for uh, Flight 850, 850 WFTL.com, and the hook up there, but daytradefund.com for Jay there. And uh, we're going to find out about Jay versus Delta next week and more. Thanks for the time, pal. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Coming up next, a little game I just came up with while we were talking to Jay. What's that? Is it Tehran or Austin, Texas? Oh, no. What? Guess the sound. No. Coming up next, <laughs> the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. All right, we're going to start this segment off with a little new game. Audio clue. You ready? Okay. You guess the city. Is it Tehran or Austin, Texas? Yeah. I would say Tehran. 
kind of obvious there, obviously. Yeah. The reason why we're playing it. That was Austin, Texas over the weekend. Goodness gracious. Saturday night in mm-hmm. Austin. Used to be home of country music at the Southwest. <laughs> and now look at it. Jeez. That was a that was a uh, pro-Hamas rally right downtown there. They were burning some stuff. There were a couple of trucks on fire. A lot of Palestinian flags, among other things. <laughs> and now, another update for you. Today in Awful College Students. This happened over the weekend. Tufts University. Oh, I know. A lot of friends went to Tufts. Just outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. The uh, looked like a library area. I don't know exactly oh. what it was, but it was one of the st- or a student center. This was taken over by uh, some some beauties. Intifada is what they're chanting. Oh, there. okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, you can take that a couple of different ways. Uh, if you want to go by the uh, the uh, uh, traditional definition of it, it's an Arabic word that literally means shaking off, understood to mean a civil uprising. Britannica, different dictionary, says it is popular uprising Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza Strip, ending at Israel's occupation. Now, ending an occupation means, you know, that river to the sea? Just, right. So basically, it's it's been a chance for years about annihilating, yeah. annihilating Israel. Tufts University. Yeah, how do you like that? About 80 grand a year. Yeah, another one. Yeah. It's, it's it's just below Ivy League if it's, 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 you know, it's kind of nipping at the heels of an Ivy League school. And it seems to be most of the Ivy League schools are the very expensive elite schools. Yeah. It's Absolutely, these rich kids that were given everything in their lives, and yep. uh, you know the uh, "I deserve it" crowd, because <laughs> I'm special. Yeah, and they're not allowed to be pe- criticized for some reason. I mean, wh- why? Well, look at I mean, let's start with it. All started at Harvard. Remember, they had that. The, the, was it started off as twenty two, then I think it was twenty four. How many yeah. groups sent that letter against Israel and we're pro Palestinian? And then the president of Harvard, oh yeah, it's free speech. It's great. Let them do whatever they want to do. And then all of a sudden, all the billionaires start saying, "Guess what? That endowment I gave you, I'm going to take it away." And there's more and more of them coming out from uh, all these different. Good. You know how many rich, influential people have come from Tufts University? And they and they hear in a school that they went to and have supported with millions of dollars. They hear intifada chanted in in the hallways. Are you kidding me? I would be cutting off the financial stream instantly. Sorry, give me my money back. I don't want to do it anymore. Heard a great phrase over the week. As everybody's saying, with you know Ivy League and then just under Ivy League like Tufts Mm -hmm. or, or like you know I don't know. There's some there's some like minor Ivy League schools like they're almost Ivy League. Has their brand been hurt forever now? Yes. I think so. Because you know what's catching on? The Poison Ivy League. <gasps> I would take a look at every case. If, if you were a major hiring manager and a, a major CEO to, at, a, at a Fortune 500 company, I'd look at what year you were there, all of your social media posts, I'd find everything that you were involved with. Well, you know what? You just look at most of the law firms. A lot of these kids come out of Harvard Law or you know Columbia Law, wherever that is they're going, Princeton, and all of a sudden you know you got kids uh, burning the Israeli flag. I don't want you on my staff. You can only hope they do do some research on these kids. A lot of these kids right here are going to be running states. It's horrifying. Okay. <laughs> horrifying. That's where we are. These people. Good I luck. Just, I just don't get it. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. No, it does None not. whatsoever. Smarten up, you little creep. Well, I'll be nice. In better news. Please. Well, maybe not better. I don't know. Uh, sorry if you're tired. You have Taylor Swift fatigue, which is a thing now because... <laughs> 
Looks like 2024 is already set up for her. The tour rolls on, and now she she may have a, a big, big Grammy win. Uh, she's uh, I think one of her songs or one of her albums or whatever the case may be is up in all the biggies, like best song, best album, best singer, best performance. I mean, she's got it all. So you said she's on the cusp of beating who if she wins? I, you mentioned some of the greatest song singers, yeah. recorders, writers in the history. She's now, so for the Grammy thing, if she wins, she will have four album of the year wins. That means she's mentioned in this company. Frank Sinatra, oh, Stevie Wonder, and Paul Simon for most of all time. That's incredible. That's incredible. She's there. And how long did it take them to do it? They were yeah, in, they were was, in their like 60s. Yeah, I was going to say a long time, especially Paul Simon. I don't know about Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it took, well, he was the first big crooner, but yeah, I'm sure his probably New York, New York album was his last one that got there. But still, you're right. She's like 32, 33. She's young. She's going to, she'll probably be one of those people that beats everything that Michael Jackson ever did. Maybe even what the Beatles did. I mean, she's right on that level now. It's, and she, it's just her. Oh, boy. She's pretty impressive, other than that guy she dates. And people <laughs> love him now. I just, Let me tell you she, something, though. Every female in my life, like, even if you don't like Taylor Swift, they saw that video of her getting together with him in South America in the concert. They were like, oh. It is. It's a great little oh. love story. You know? If she sends her plane, picks him up. I'm thinking, wow, he's, you know, he, she's the sugar mama. Isn't that amazing? Oh, a boy. pro football player has a sugar mama. I'd let her take care of me. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. Please, I just hope she gives him a new wardrobe. Because he, look, he looked like an ornament. I, at the back of the, I don't know what he had on. He's the bowling back was, alley chic, I'm telling was, you. It's, wow. If, they, if we ever enter an era where Taylor Swift is like married and has kids, what is that going to be like? I don't know. They have pretty kids, though, because he's, he's not a bad looking guy. Can I throw this out there, guys? Looks like an orc. No, I, I, I think he's pretty good looking, actually. I think a lot of people think he's pretty good looking. <laughs> throw this out there. Oh, we were talking about this off the air a little earlier, and I think we all agreed. If, if it's Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift that, that end up getting married, like if that's who her husband ends up being, right. that's going to be like the American version of a you know big royal wedding. Oh, that's no, like it will. Princess Diana, Diana Prince right. Charles. That's like Kennedy level. wedding, yeah. yeah. You're right. I mean, yeah. it's like so, uh, pop celebrity... Like royalty, whether or not you you want that to happen, they would. It would be huge if they did it. Remember, like when Princess Diana got married, yeah. the Americans woke up like at five a.m. to watch it. I if, did. If for right, <laughs> if for some reason Taylor Swift decides to get married at five a.m., you would have people wake up to watch it. Be a nationally televised yes. thing. Yes, it would be incredible. It would be it would be huge in the ridiculous celebrity media world. Right, huge, huge. And now you know, but what? it's not going to be him. You know this, right? You don't think so? No. I don't know. They seem pretty in love, Bill. She's going to drop him like a hot rock <laughs> within right after the Grammys. It's going to break him mentally. Oh, no. And Kansas it's going to be the end of Chief's kingdom. <laughs> He's going to retire. She's not won't be the first kingdom she's destroyed. That's true. <laughs> Taylor Swift, destroyer of worlds. I don't know. You have, okay, you got to ask the Swifties in your house. She changed the lyrics to one of her songs. She did. For him. I've never heard her sing a, even when she was like Tom Hiddleston. No, she'll write a song about him when she drops yeah, him. Yeah, when she drops him. She'll write an know. album about him. But I, I hear wedding bells. Oh, <laughs> I think they're in love. They've I think, only been I think it's dating fate. a couple of months. It's fate. 
You know, uh, when do they have time? I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish. <laughs> yeah, remember that. That was the first award she ever won, and he took it away from her. That's what brought her yeah. back, by the way, where people like started to root for her again. Because sh- shortly before that, things the world was turning on Taylor Swift. It was like, bit. how many guys is she going through? Right, yeah. and then. And then Kanye picked on her on stage at the Grammys, and it was like, oh, protect her. (laughs) (laughs) Turned it all around. Well, now everybody wants to see her in love. So, I mean, the guy flew all the way to Argentina. (laughs) Granted, on her plane, but I mean. She's going to leave him there. She's going to be in the European tour in 2040 and leave him in Czechoslovakia somewhere. You wait. (laughs) It's going to happen. All right. Uh, you won't have Tim Scott to oh, kick around anymore. We were kicking him around before. Uh, I guess we weren't, but he's out of the race. We'll talk about that. Trump at the UFC, greeted like a rock star. And only him. Yep. That and more next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Making his way into the building. One of the bigger mixed martial arts fans. I know President Donald Trump taking his octagon side seat for UFC 2. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Trump has that voter block locked up. He's yeah, got that in his corner. <laughs> except for, well, not all of them. Except oh. for one very prominent person. What's wrong, what is wrong with this woman, by the way? Bill Burr, great comedian. I love him. Uh, his wife, what, they were sitting right behind the president and then off to the, his right, his left a little bit. And she flat out, <laughs> just caught on she camera, give, him. giving him the double bird. I was like, wow. And While just, Bill, Barr, Bill Burr is sitting there, keep calling him Bill Barr. Uh, he's done a lot of bits in, in his act before about like you know living at home and like just the husband putting up with stuff and it was funny before because everybody can relate to it. I don't know now. I yeah, think he may be a mean. tortured husband. She looked mean. He was like, uh, I'm thinking, oh god, you got to live with this woman. Did just, him no favors. I'll put it that way. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it you're right. It did him no favors because just think of the crowd that was there. They all looked at that and said, oh, guilty by association. So if your wife hates. Donald Trump, therefore you hate Donald Trump. I'm never going to come see you again. Yeah, I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to download any of your albums. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. She was to me. You know, as much as I dislike Joe Biden, if Joe Biden walked in this studio right now, I would shake his hand and say, "It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. President." He's the president of the United States, regardless of whether or not you like the man. You honor the position. You honor the office. She, she was just crass. That's rude. She's disrespectful and rude. She's got no class is what she is. And Biden would look right at you and go, okay, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Somebody made this suggestion. I wish I could remember who, too, because I got a big response, like from Dana White himself. Why can't you put voter registration <laughs> drives in some of these UFC events? You got 20,000 people on average locked up. 98.9% of them are Trump supporters. Don't he gets they, a couple of boos. Don't but they do get out the vote at concerts? At, at concerts? At fairs? Yeah, at so conventions? Why, why, why not? Could, yeah, why couldn't they do it at a UFC thing? I don't know. Or, you know, like a monster truck thing or any of those, you know, gatherings. Or where do you go? The WWE wrestling thing, Diener, that you go to where they got hundreds of thousands of people. You know, your thing over there. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's a WWE, right? Okay, thanks. I, I always forget, so. I don't watch the the wrestlers. I don't know. Interesting <laughs> idea. I think it's a brilliant idea. Well, you know who would not be behind that? Ronna McDaniel, because she's clueless. Well, she does, does she even know what the, <laughs> the UFC is? I'm thinking she doesn't even know who they are. They uh, fight clubs. I'm thinking, okay. So 
she did a weekend worth of media to try to come up, come out of the devastation that Vivek landed on her. And by the way, he said, no, I don't regret any of that. Change needs to come to that party. Good for him. So she went on Laura Ingram, oh. who flat out asked her a good question. Why do you think you should hold on to your job, given loss after loss after loss? And no, really no defense whatsoever. Given the track record of the party under your leadership, and to that, what do you say? Well, first, I'm going to continue to focus on Joe Biden and Democrats. And I think there was a moment missed during that debate by Vivek to talk about the fact that we still have 13 American hostages in Israel. The fact that for the first time ever in the history of either party, we had a Jewish co-sponsor for a debate. And we are in very perilous times in our country. That's that's a response to that? Wow. Because she knows she keeps – no, they're going to lose. They're going to lose big. Well, remember, we talked to her. Oh, we got this election thing taken care of. No, you don't. You dropped the ball totally on that one. She's been on this show a lot. Yeah. It has never had a solid end. It's, it's in the, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. And we, they love to talk about their fundraising. Oh, we've never been flush with more cash. What are you doing with it? Yeah. Do you trust them to make sure election integrity is moving forward into 2024? No. I don't. No. She's uh, she's useless. Yeah, I don't Why she's... hasn't Trump come out and said anything about her yet? Put her feet to the fire. Why I, it's not? It's a great question because maybe it isn't her fault and, and he knows that. I don't know. I, maybe he knows something we don't know. But when he – boy, when he's loyal, he's loyal and there's a reason for it. So uh, it's uh, maybe, like I said, he knows something we don't know. I, I don't understand what it is because I don't know what she's doing. You know, I don't think anybody in the Republican Party knows what she's doing. They're going to keep losing. With her at the helm. They're, they're going to keep it, – it's going to be really bad. He might win in 24, 24, but he may not have anything else to work with. Nothing. Mm. They need change like right now and they're running out of time. Well, maybe that's what, it, you know, maybe that's what the, the thing – that's where Vivek goes. He ends up there. And all of a sudden he's going to run the Republican National Committee. That would be great actually. Put him in charge. See what happens. That clip we just played, Uh huh. he heard it too. I guess he was watching or his media team because he tweets a lot. You know, the very same thing she had. <laughs> this is what he said that he – he reposted it, and this is his comment. Ronna, Mc, uh, Ronna McRomney, oh, geez. sitting atop the RNC, reminds me of a squatter in a rent-controlled apartment. It's time to evict. Wow. He's not backing down at all. <laughs> so, so, I wouldn't want him on my bad side. That's somebody needs sure. to fight. Jeez. All right, we've got uh, Rapid Fire coming up next, including the NFL and college Friday football picks reveal. How'd we do? Oh, I'm leaving. Now, Dean or won again because he's all happy yeah, over there. Yeah, because he's smiling over yeah, there. It's the only time he see. We know you won, so shut up. That and some headlines <laughs> just past bottom of the hour. Stick around for that. The South Little Morning Show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. A couple of headlines to start off your work week and... 
One big reveal about how the Friday football picks went. Oh, jeez. I know. Oh, I thought the same thing. Well, you were ahead by like 50, so we were worried about uh, it. Uh, but Diener won, because you can tell he's smiling. Oh, yeah. First oh, of all, he's here. Like I said, <laughs> I want to take you to a card game, because I would fleece you every cent you had. Anyway, I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, don't worry, though, because uh, who won the Stanley Cup? Anybody remember? Anybody remember? Yeah. The Coupe de Stanley, Vegas. Vegas. That's they right. will be at the White House today, visiting with the President of the United States for their big This is where Joe is going to say, when I was growing up in a Canadian village, (laughs) I played hockey. (laughs) I invented the game. (laughs) Well, after he plays hockey with the Las Vegas team, he will get on his uh, big uh, plane tomorrow, fly to San Francisco to host representatives of 21 different countries at the APEC summit, including the president of China. They're supposed uh-huh. to sit down face-to-face on Wednesday, talk about trade. Taiwan, by the way, they're getting very aggressive with Taiwan. China, that would be. And the fraught U.S.-Chinese relations. So, does again, this is like when Antony Blinken goes anywhere, yeah. I hold my breath. Now you've got the President of the United States sitting down with Xi Jinping. Uh, is anybody else nervous about this, or is it just me? Uh, I'm more fascinated with what they did with the homeless people in San Francisco. Honest to God, people, if you haven't seen this, during your lunch hour when you have some time, look on social media. Just look at from people who are based in in San Francisco, residents, uh, independent journalists, overnight. Right. They literally cleaned up the streets, including moving people out, and no one knows where they went. They can't find any homeless it's people. Amazing. Where just, did they go? Uh, they repainted this, the walkways. They yeah. repainted murals. They, it's like they transformed the city. You're literally like in 48 hours. The, You're right. The, the, the it's people, one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen, and maybe horrifying. I don't know. Where'd I, they go? I don't know. They, it's all clean up. The, the people, the tents, the waste, the drugs, the garbage. It's all gone. It's all gone. It's like San Francisco 30 years ago. Yeah. I'm telling you, part of giving the pandas back to China was you got to take our homeless people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they ship them off. Those cheap airline fares, that's where they put them that's all. That's where yeah. it was. They bought them a buck 47 ticket one way. I, it's, it's, I, I need to find an answer to the where did they go? Because no now people are looking. Right. They're looking to see if there was a special, uh, you know, in the suburbs. Like, did they set up giant encampments? Did they set up warehouses? Hotels or they're, something? They're gone. <laughs> it's unreal. They could have done know. this all along, by the way. Oh, that's why. Oh, so yeah. that's well, why that's... it's making news because the residents of San Francisco are livid. They're like, you could have done this for us. Clean we up live our here. city, right? Yeah, but no, you got to do it for the president of China. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't have Tim Scott to kick around anymore. What are we going to do? <sighs> South Carolina senator has packed up his campaign, suspended it. He says the people told me. Well, let's go to his own words. This is what he said: "I am suspending my campaign. I, I think the voters." Uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me not now, Tim. Tim, not now. Not Tim, now. maybe not next, maybe not next time. Not now, Tim. <laughs> Tim, not now. Maybe 2028, but not now. That's what they told me. I don't think anybody told them that, but okay. He's no, a nice at, least, guy. at least he was nice yeah. to the voters. Yeah. You know, yeah. he said that we're the best people there are, so that was nice. Yeah, that's fine. You know, I don't have a problem with Tim Scott. Don't agree with everything he says, but I don't have a problem. He's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, are you ready? No. Uh, no, because I, I won two games. That was it. If that. Me, Did I win two games? I think so. Maybe. We'll yeah. find out right now. We'll switch up the music. Let's bring it in. Yeah. This is highly produced, by yes, the way. and, and highly that. elated because uh, Diener won this week. Yeah. Well, let's we find out. out. You're such a liar. I'm yeah. going to work. I, <laughs> I'm going to do something I've never done before. Work my way up from the wild card up, and there's That's a reason why. That's because we all won. <laughs> we all won Florida State. Boy, Miami, 
They fought hard. That was a close game. It's like I mentioned on Friday. Miami, Florida State is always close no matter who's is the better team. Always drama. It's always it's a great whether it's in Miami or in Tallahassee. It's always a great watch too. It right. looks good. Yeah, it looks like college football to me. That's you're right. It's just that kind of like old school rivalry. Yeah. You're missing the biggest point here though, because Diener took Florida State. Over his team, out of so spite that and means, anger, which means for, that means forever you have to <laughs> bid against take the team opposite Miami oh, forever, no. ever, 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 and ever. <laughs> I doomed myself. Ever. <laughs> well, Florida State wins that one again. Hard fought game. Miami had a chance to tie it at the end, but quarterback situation there is not good for the Canes. Um, guy broke his arm. Quarterback oh. Miami wasn't wasn't good. Ouch. Yeah. It's really sad because his parents were there. Yeah. And focused in on them. Like, what do you... I always wondered if it looks like it's a... You see the card if you're a parent in the stands. Like, do you rush down? I know. Right. I was thinking that, too. I know. I, I probably, would. Yeah, I would, too. So, but he's going to be okay. He had the surgery. All right. Oh, that so was recovery quick. there. Jeez. Is that what it was? He broke his arm? It was a compound fracture, actually. Oh, it was not even good. worse. Yeah. But he'll... You know, recovery time. So, he'll, he'll make yeah. it back next year. Poor kid. Um, NFL games. Uh, I'm working my way up for a reason. Jen had the Jaguars. Bill had the Jaguars. And I had the 49ers. I'm the only one who won that one. Oh, shut up. Because the 49ers <laughs> dominated, too. Oh, and they destroyed them. 34 to 3, I think. It was like, did they even show up? The one time you pick your boy Goldilocks, Trevor Lawrence. I should have stayed with my 49ers. They got even for me. Turned on you. So big loss there by the Jaguars. They fall to 6-3. and three. A lot of big losses in the AFC yesterday. One of them including the Bengals who lost. They fall to 5-4. and four. A 7-point favorite at home. And C.J. Stroud from Ohio State in his rookie season. Did you see that 60-yard drive? I was like, oh my God. And away the rookie of the year. This kid is incredible. Led the Texans to another game-winning drive. And they win in Cincinnati. I tuned into that at the end when it uh, looked it, like... Joe Burrow was coming back. Right. So, and they had, it was first and goal from the seven to go ahead. The worst sequence of play calling I've ever seen in my life <laughs> to, to put in the end zone. It was horrific. They had him running up the middle. The, the Bengals, they came and back. And lost like right four though. yards. Yeah. The Bengals had to come back from, from behind. And Joe Burrow did Joe Burrow things. And C.J. Stroud out Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Yeah, it was he pathetic. got him down, what, it was like yeah. a 60-yard drive and they kicked a field goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, with like just... Like a couple of seconds till yeah, that, yeah. that was pretty bad. So yeah. yeah, bad play calling there by the Bengals. We all had the Bengals. Um, in case you're wondering, so we all lost that one because none of us saw the Texans winning that upset. Notice Deaners ahead so far. Well, the separator game here. I lost this one along with you, Jen. Bill is the winner here in the oh, separator. Then. Maryland against Nebraska. Oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even hear. I forgot. Our forgotten game from the weekend. Maryland beat Nebraska in Nebraska by the whopping score of 13 to 10. Why? Wow. With Cyborg Tua. Yeah, that's right. Tua's little brother who's, who will be used for body parts. <laughs> Use him for parts. They, they had one more child, the Tungavailoa family, to have just in case Tua needs a new collarbone, hip, leg, back, Knee, head, Achilles anything. tendon, brain, spine. <laughs> They use this kid for parts. You're not going to see him anymore when he graduates. Uh, poor Taulia. Parts. <laughs> <laughs> his little brother Taulia. Taulia Tungabailoa. Jeez, right, that's just obnoxious. Can you want to tell Let's me? Call him like Ted. <laughs> Listen, man. What's one like Frank? They were in college before they learned how to spell their last name. Listen, what, what do you want me to do? The Samoan name. Right. That's that's their name. Oh, Bill won. Good for you. He did. And then the last, right. I kept this for last on purpose because I thought maybe this could even bleed into our second story. Here was Michigan beating Penn State. 
I knew you guys had Michigan. I had Penn State. I lose that. So just real quick, Jen, you are 37 and 18 on the season. You went two and three. Ugh. Bill wins the week at three and two. Ah, That's sad if that wins the week. I also went two and three. We gain a game on Jen. At least I am now five or seven games behind Jen. And Bill, you're eight games behind Jen. Hey, the way I'm going, you're going to catch up. I told you. Nipping nope. at your heels there. We ran out of runway. But the reason I bring that up is because with Michigan, they, they kind of became like Jim Harbaugh got suspended right before the game. On the plane. On the plane. And Michigan, when I saw that happen, by the way, I knew I was doomed. Picking Penn State, and I'm like, they're going to rally around this. He became like a martyr for Michigan. But they rallied around him more than I even expected. To a man on that team, they did. They're going to use that. I think so. It's become quite the interesting story. It kind of turned around. And then the whole Michigan team went to the hockey game. Did you see that? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Go watch. The whole football team went to the Michigan hockey game, and when they walked in, the place went like ballistic. So, yes, they're now gods. Would Harbaugh go there? Are they with a camera? (laughs) (laughs) Still in the other goalie signals? (laughs) 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 Two weeks away, Ohio State, Michigan. That's going to be Remind me. It's my daughter's birthday. I told her everything gets put on hold for four hours. That's right. We celebrate after the fact. (laughs) (laughs) All right, coming up next, we'll uh, have a couple of headlines, but we're going to leave you with the most horrifying sound in the world. The annual turkey call competition. Yes. From France. Next, the <laughs> South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. A couple of quick headlines before we get into nonsense. Yes. Uh, Chris Christie just got back from Israel. He was over there. Well, he's the first presidential candidate to go there, Republican. It sounded silly at first for him to go. I get it now. He's a microphone in his face every single day. He has the attention of the American people, whether or not he's getting any votes whatsoever. I get it. So he saw what's going on in, in, in uh, Hamas in uh, Gaza firsthand, and he can tell the American people about it. I get it. But does he have more credibility than anybody else? I think more people no. would listen to Chris Christie tell you what's going on in Israel. Over, no. You know, he just but- has a stage right now until he drops out, too. Speaking of dropping out, Tim Scott's out. Yeah. So now it's down to, what, four? You got uh, Haley, DeSantis, uh, Vivek, and uh, Chris Christie. That's them. It's the four. And they, what, who drops out next? Christie, I would assume he's low on the totem pole, or is or is he next. have num- numbers better than Vivek? I don't, that's a good question. I don't know if he does because DeSantis and Nikki Haley are like neck and neck, right? So it, it's I I can't see the one of them willingly dropping out. So it, I think that's going to be, be Christie dropping out, then her. Then Vivek and then DeSantis. I, I think. think so, huh? Okay. Yeah, I think DeSantis is in it for the long run. Isn't it so funny? It's a conclusion. We have baked into the cake already that it's Trump. Isn't, Obviously. Well, I think the rest of the world has already uh, baked into the cake that this, it's Trump. This is all just for show, the rest of it. Well, look at the you know the ovation he got at the, the fight right. over this weekend at Madison Square Garden. Right. It's like, goodness gracious. Uh, speaking of Trump, Don Jr. is set to return to court. The first defense witness in the Trump Organization's civil fraud trial in New York. Alina Habba 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 will call, call him to the stand. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to sh- shed some light on, you know, what their properties are worth. Again, it goes back to how can you say you defrauded anybody when the bank is willingly giving you money on properties that they should have appraised to begin with? Right. I don't get it. Do you think they're going to make that mistake? Mm. they got to give away money for free. No. It's stupid. stupid is what it is. Speaking of stupid, okay. most <laughs> horrifying thing you'll hear today. Us? Is the, no, second. Okay. Is the 57th annual turkey fair. In France. In France. Maybe that's why it sounds so scary. It, maybe French birds do sound different. I don't know. The French people do, imitating birds. 
<laughs> it was back this weekend. The turkey call competition was one for the ages. That's priceless. Here you go. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah? He sounds like the Three Stooges. Here, here it comes. That's my favorite. That's the winner right there. That's. I mean, that actually sounds like a turkey. But you got to listen again to the very first person. It sounds like someone getting murdered. Listen to this. That's right out of a horror film. Oh, my God. Save that for Halloween. Oh, goodness. It's like they plucked a lady out of the crowd. And they just said, hey, just, just get up here and scream. Okay. Okay. I leave you with this story and don't panic. An instant karma story that I actually like a lottery winner. You hear that, Diener? I like a lottery winner. W- women in Virginia. Her name's Brianna Mills. She was in line at a 7-Eleven. She must be an Ohio State fan if nope. you don't like the her. The person in front of her was <laughs> yeah. having problems paying, so she said, you know what? I'm tired of waiting here. I'll just pay for whatever it is you got. Go ahead. Take it. I- I'll pay it. So while she was there, she says, you know what? Give me one of those scratch-off tickets. Instant karma. She won $150,000 wow. for being nice. Oh. So see, next time somebody in front of you doesn't have the money, pay. You could, nice. you could get a winning ticket. And then she, she spent it on Jim Harbaugh's defense fund. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know. Little did I know. Yeah, thanks so very much. Anyway, we're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Take care.